Okay, three, two, one. Welcome everybody to today's episode of Let's Go Creative Podcast, and I'm your host Yen Chong from Yen Chong Videos. Uh, this episode is going to be very short because it's like a bonus episode that I decided to create because it's more relevant to everyone. And I believe, sorry for the setup that is quite messy. I just wanted to kind of like get it out straight away. And uh, there was some uh community. Uh, we have a few communities that's been talking about this uh, whole taboo word non-refundable deposit thing that I wanted to share and uh, I feel like um, it's very applicable to everyone right now uh, on the vendors like, and whoever whose couple are now watching could be beneficial for you guys it's more like an educational thing but disclaimer before I share I'm not a legal person I don't study law I don't study anything related to it I'm just sharing my opinion and also our online platforms. Hopefully, this will kind of like clear the air a little bit. Uh, I'm not saying who is right, who is wrong at this point in time. I'm just saying, I'm just sharing some information that I have. Uh, it's based on a US case. I'm not sure whether Singapore enforces it or not. So, I'm just going to put it out there. Uh, my job is just to kind of share my insights. I'm not going to do any conclusion or anything. But here it goes. So basically, uh, there is a non-refundable deposit. Technically, is in the US, it's not really something that you can be enforced. So meaning that uh, even though we put non-refundable deposit, if it's going to bring into a legal state, like a fight, uh, the judge is going to, based on the contract, another clause will be because the service is not complete or not done at all. So service is not being done, uh, you are not allowed to get the money. So uh, this is one of these angles where uh, the couple got angry. So the wedding planner, but this is not because of the virus. This is, I think, two years ago or something. Uh, the wedding planner suggested to cancel the event because they're not getting married due to some changes. We don't know what is happening. Uh, but they kind of write to the planner and ask for the planner to get from the photographer the refund. The keyword here is getting our deposit, which I think they kind of forgot because maybe they, they signed it, they didn't really explain properly. So uh, as the ph photographer kind of remember that, oh yeah, I should have something uh, that's stated as non-refund deposit. So he or she sent that version of the copy to them as a reference. And after that, it, it stated that uh, the 50% of it is actually non-refundable. So the wedding the, the bride was really really upset about it so uh things got quick uh, ugly quickly so and it took about a week to sort things out with the family it was a real mess it all points down to this he was right the photographer was right uh he, he knew it part of him even suspect that they knew it too. So usually couple already kind of know because I think most of us do, do the due diligence to explain the clauses for especially those monetary ones are uh, usually quite sensitive. So uh, unfortunately being right is not enough. Uh, I believe now whoever is listening right now in the community, you guys know that sometimes uh, us being right, you just make them more pissed off. So uh, they actually come to an agreement. Uh, so uh, the refund was made. Though it's, it's a little bit not very fair, but yeah, this is what the story was. So 
I just want to read out exactly what the article say. Uh. Deposits. Do you notice that the word deposit does not actually appear anywhere in the contract language I, uh, they quoted? There's a very specific reason for that. In my previous life, as an attorney, I dealt with contracts on a daily basis. The thing that a lot of well-intentioned people don't realize is that it's not just what you say in the contract, but also how you say it that can be the difference between success and dealing with Gwen's uh, of the bride. So uh, why is deposit, quote-unquote, such a dirty word? Is not, but it doesn't always mean that you think it means. Time for a quick lesson in contract law. Payment for a service is not earned until the service is performed. Seems pretty straightforward, right? Except when it's not. Courts have, for US court have been constantly ruled that money paid to cover advance fees for the performance of a service are not actually earned until the service is performed. Simply put, the money isn't yours until you actually do what you are being paid to do. So assuming that their contract with the bride clearly state that the photographer was to, to provide 14 hours of wedding day coverage as well as prints, albums, blah, blah, blah. Any deposit paid in the anticipation of those services would not be considered earned until those services were performed. What does that mean? It means that it doesn't matter how many times my contract says deposit is non-refundable, forfeit, gone, or just plain me, my con my contract intent protecting myself is meaningless in that situation. So if the person go to the court, the judge is going to rule that the work detailed in the contract has not been met and that I therefore have to return the money. All of it with the deposit or retainer. However, I was paid in order to compensate me for the potential loss caused by the bride getting cold feet and cancelling the wedding. So this is more like a whole saga, whole story about it. I just not, I'm not going to waste time on like blah, blah, blah. So I want to go straight to what should the contract actually says. And when I read that, I was like, oh, bingo. Something that I think I, I'm, I really want to share. So... Um, quote, uh, quote and quote, uh, as I've already pointed out, you have to be very specific about what that advance payment actually covers. If it is simply the first of multiple payments towards wedding photography, then of course the bride wins. If on the other hand, we list all or part of it as a payment against losses caused by cancellation, the money stays right where it is in our bank account where it belongs. I realized after this fiasco that my contract was better than many I have seen, but that is but it needed some work. It felt just a little bit short of fully doing my uh, fully doing its job. My cancellation clause read like this: This contract between the photographer and bride shall not become effective until it is signed and initial amount due has been paid. At the time the contract takes effect, photographer shall reserve the date and time agreed upon and not make any other reservations or accept any other clients for said date and time. 
For this reason, in the event that the bride or the groom or whoever cancels the contract for any reason, all monies paid shall be retained by photographer slash videographer in order to offset his loss of business. I think the main part will be the last sentence. All monies paid shall be retained by photographer slash videographer in order to offset his loss of business. So this is why uh, in legal terms, if you're going to write in that way, I feel that it's much, the coverage is much wider and I feel that it helps us as vendor to better explain in future if such things happen because uh, if you're going to say that it's an uh, act of God or force majeure or something, that's the word that they use, it's not really because it's really act of human. It's not really an act of God. It's the disease is caused by humans. So really enforcing it, it just doesn't make sense because the act of God is really like natural disaster and stuff and the virus is not really natural per se. So I guess this part, a little tension between uh, vendors using the word and couples saying that it's not. So I guess this is the best way of um, making us think about how our contract, uh, how it's worded. I think it's the approach that how we word our contract that uh, affects the couple or us the most. So, okay, apart from the contract and stuff, uh, other things to keep in mind that uh, it's not just about doing shooting the technical side and deliver stuff. And I feel that this virus thing has taught us a very good lesson about service, about the way we portray ourselves, the way that we can educate our uh, our customer. This is the right time to reflect and really understand like why we should we shouldn't take it for granted when we have the time to explain the clause to them. Because things like this, when it happens, it becomes really ugly. And even if you, when they manage to get the refund, they won't be happy. Like end of the day, they will be still pissed. So even if you, now, it's like even if you do the due diligence, right? And after the whatever they have, they have like fight back and stuff, it becomes really pointless. And they will never trust vendors like us. So, uh, it's really about having some empathy, but then it also must be a little bit logical. I understand that a uh, huge chunk of our livelihood is based on the deposit that's being paid. So I guess it's our due diligence to also educate them and also make sure that we know our clause well enough so when things like this happen, uh, the couple will totally understand so that they won't try to make a big hoo-ha, create some blacklist, whitelist thing. Uh, so... To wrap up, make sure, I'm just going to read quote-unquote, it's much easier. Make sure that your interests are fully and adequately protected. All it takes is one bad experience to learn that the non-refundable deposit is nothing but a mythical creature, much like unicorns, werewolves, and Bigfoot. But not dragons. Dragons are definitely real. Trust me, I'm a lawyer. So I hope this helps. And uh, I'm just I'm just making it short and sweet so that everybody can just understand. I can just churn it out. Hopefully this works. Uh whoever that is in the legal or something, please let me know whether I'm where this clause that I've stated, is it okay to make into the contract for us as vendors? 
Um, if for those that have loyal friends, please share this to them. Please share this video to them. Let them know how, uh, how does it work? Does it really help us in that sense? And uh, if you have anything that you can let me know, comment, let me know. I'm. This is just part of this season one thing. I'm going to go to season two with more content. Share, like, subscribe. Give me some some response. I would love to hear from you guys and uh, I will see you on the next one. Bye.